Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready? Let's jump in. In this episode, we'll explore ways to create a calm morning routine for your kids, ask some thought-provoking questions when it comes to designing their days, and find out what might prevent a before-school meltdown. This is episode four. Here we go. So this week, we are chatting about peaceful and calm morning rhythms for kids, some practical ways to do this. We will also announce the three winners of our first giveaway at the end of this episode, so be sure to listen all the way to the end. Also, before we get going, I want to say that Christine and I hope that everyone had just a wonderful Thanksgiving with friends and family. Ours was very relaxing with just lots of good family time, and we even ended up watching a Christmas movie with blankets and plenty of buttery popcorn. So much fun. One quick bungle moment that I will insert here, a little out of our typical order is that my six-year-old daughter did a thankful turkey kind of art project at school you know with each feather there was something she was thankful for and one of the things that she was thankful for was math (laughs) I mean um who's thankful about math (laughs) I just it cracked me up it was so cute she has this natural propensity for understanding numbers and counting and she's really into it and getting excited the more she learns so i think she's enjoying math so far in first grade i'm guessing that's why she said it but it made me giggle nonetheless okay well that wraps up my opening announcements for today's episode let's go ahead and transition to my conversation with my friend christina she is a wife mom and a nurse and we live in the same town let's get started Before we dive right in, could you, Christina, share with us a few of your weekend highlights? I just would love to hear. So we took a family day on Saturday to try to tackle some house and yard projects before the rain really starts in earnest. And I blew the leaves off the driveway. We've got four big maple trees, and so it takes a couple of hours. Um, And my husband worked on some mowing and with like a walk-behind mower. So it's like serious mowing, not just lawn mowing. And the kids, they jumped in the leaf piles and they helped me move sticks and kind of generally pick up. And usually the sticks end up becoming swords. But um, and so but anyways, it it all worked out well. We got some things done, got outside, cleaned up the house. Um, It feels good to do that before, especially like you said, we live in an area where when the rains start coming, it's like they're coming and Mm -hmm. it's months of rain. So it's really helpful to get all that done. That's good. It is fun to do it all together. I really it was a really nice day. Perfect. Well, it's that family togetherness too that matters. Working together sometimes is better than playing separately. Yeah. So as we said last week, Sunday afternoons cannot happen without white space on the calendar. That being said, we should take careful thought and reflection before saying yes or no to events, obligations, and activities that fill up our daily and weekly schedules. This is true for adults as well as for our kids. If your kids are younger, think of yourself as kind of the gatekeeper, the one who can open the gate for some good opportunities and close the gate for others. Here are some questions to ask about events and activities for our precious little ones. Does this activity help them learn a fun new skill? Build friendships? Am I saying yes because of pressure from my child, other parents, other family members, etc.? Am I forcing my child to like what I liked when I was younger? Mm. Does this choice allow us to relax on weekends together as a family? Will we still have white space? Will this activity or thing take away from our family dinners and evenings? How much? 
how will I gauge if this is worth it? You know, to miss out on critical debriefing of the day, family fun and games and visiting and community around the table. What will our limits be? One sport per year or per season? Extra events, like how many of those? And how many social outings per week? And then why? The reason why? Think about that. It's a good thing to ponder. What are your family values? Okay, so these are intense questions, but I feel like in our overscheduled, overcommitted culture, they are crucial questions to ask ourselves. We must identify the why and not just get into a busy go, go, go mode of saying yes to every play date, every sport, every activity, everything that comes our way. Again, what is the best yes for our kids? So for now, we can help them learn to navigate the options that are presented to them, and then we want to teach them how to say yes to the right things. We are their primary teacher and the main example, what they're going to be watching, and they are always watching. Mm-hmm. So if mom's running around at an unsustainable pace, chauffeuring kids and barely sitting down, not even sitting down to eat meals or relax in the evening, something's going to be off. And I know that it kind of goes against the norm. The culture around us values hard work, which is very good, but it also values busyness. And that is that is not necessarily the best choice for our families. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We get to dig deep into our why and make sure we don't get sucked into the vortex of constant motion and activity and busyness just for the sake of busyness or vicariously living our bygone childhood dreams through our kids. You know, we don't want to do that and put that pressure on them because they might be completely into something different and and be talented or gifted at something else that maybe we weren't as good at. And so it doesn't really, you know, we don't resonate with it. We're like, why would you want to do this class or this activity? But it could be their thing. Like that could be where they blossom and grow and really find joy. So, okay. So those are more big picture questions and reflections to ponder. Let's dive into the mornings with our kids for a few moments. So the first thing is get yourself ready first. One of the big challenges to a successful morning is the state of mind that mom begins with. The biggest challenges start with me, honestly. The good sleep, my morning being calm and not rushed, getting my big rocks in first, etc. And not so much them. But getting three children of various ages ready and out the door before 8am can be challenging. Inevitably, one of my girls will exclaim that they need to take their toy kitty or this or that in the car with them or be struggling to put on their jackets. Also, I can get distracted with doing the dishes or tidying the kitchen. So I've recently decided, this was like a light bulb moment for me. I'm going to leave all those things till I get back from dropping the girls off at school. I don't know Mm -hmm. why this never occurred to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was like, I just, it just hit me the other day. Oh, I could just wait. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to all be done. If you are dressed yourself and you're ready to go, you're going to be in a better frame of mind when you wake the kids up and you're trying to get things moving. You're not going to be scrambling Mm -hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. So you, not everybody will be in a full blown Yes, <laughs> exactly. Again, I find here if mama ain't happy or calm or whatever, then nobody ain't happy. The key is to be happy and this can be a choice. I need to do my foundational things first, get my heart and my head in the right space and then go. Another thing you can do to set a positive tone for the morning is to play music. Lots of research consistently shows that music can play a part in creating a calm or even upbeat or whatever it is atmosphere in your home. People are all affected by music in some way, and our kids are definitely no exception. Practically speaking, for me, when I play quiet, soothing music, it helps me to calm down and be in a more pleasant mood. Likewise, if I'm lagging in energy, playing fun and upbeat music helps get me going. One of the many articles I read about music in the brain said, studies show it reduces stress, anxiety, and fights depression by making the brain release dopamine. And 
It also goes on to say, even without paying attention to the music itself, brain waves altered themselves in children, increasing coherence between different parts of the cerebral cortex. These children also experienced a more relaxed state. The article also said that music can help lower our anxiety and pain levels, which is fascinating to me. One more fun fact about classical music in particular is that it's consistently been shown to slow our pulse and heart rate, lower blood pressure, and decrease levels of stress hormones. So need I say more? I mean, there you go. The evidence is there, and it's just totally been my experience. That's really interesting because in the past, we've always played music when we're going to do like family pickup. We'll put Star Wars on or Pirates of the Caribbean or something that's really upbeat. But I've never really thought about playing music in the mornings to try to help the kids wake up slowly or change their frame of mind. So I'll have to try that. Yeah, it's really powerful. I mean, for it's us, easy. Too. Yeah, it's an easy tip. It's very practical. It's very doable. We play music almost every morning at some point because it really does help change my mood and their moods. I've noticed a huge difference. And the mornings when we're rushed, we're not quite, you know, we don't have it together. We don't get to enjoy the music and enjoy the experience of being together in the morning. So it helps just create this really pleasant atmosphere. Okay, moving on. Age-appropriate jobs. So give the kids ownership of their morning with some simple jobs. Some ideas include make the bed. That's the first one. So literally for us and my girls, it's pull the covers up and straighten the pillows and toys. I have one child who loves to have like 39,000 toys on her bed. <laughs> I've, I've reduced it to like 10 and that's still kind of crazy to me. It's so funny. But it takes my girls about 30 seconds. And I've used the whole timer illustration with them too. Like if they kind of resist you know, oh, I don't want to do this morning job. I'm like, hey, guess what? Let's time it or let's sing the ABCs and see how long it takes you. And by the time we finish the ABCs, it's done. You know, it's really quick, easy version of, quote, making your bed. <laughs> Just pull the cover up. And it makes the time fly by more quickly if you sing or do a fun little song or something with them. So that's just another fun tip for you. Number two, a simple age-appropriate job, depending on the age of your children, is get dressed. So we prefer to lay the clothes out the night before, kind of saves that arguing and debating in the morning. Number three could be help mama unload the clean dishes. Like, you know, someone does the cutlery, someone does the kids' plastic unbreakable dishes. I definitely have one helper that I give the unbreakable things to because <laughs> just on the off chance, you know, something drops. And that's not how I want to start my morning is shattered glass. <laughs> <laughs> so that's there's that. Number four, eat breakfast. And it sounds funny to call it a morning job, but I do teach yes. them that this is your responsibility is to eat a good breakfast with us before school. Get yourself ready for the day. So quick tip here as a sub point of the eat breakfast is if you want truly calm mornings, encourage and teach good table manners teaching our kids to say please and thank you, showing them how to just try X amount of food, you know, bites on their plate, like take three more bites or if you don't have to love it, but you know, mommy made this, it's whatever, you know, whatever you say, just this is the polite thing to do is to not be like, I hate this. This is terrible. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like <laughs> that's going to create chaos. It's not going to be a good calm morning. So we teach good manners and just, you know, when they're done, they ask to be excused and take their own dishes to the sink or put them in the dishwasher, etc. So Another idea for you, this is something I do with our kids, but it's a Bible story at breakfast. I just call it breakfast Bible story. I use a kid's Bible and just read one short story and we talk about it. It's really fun. Again, if my if I'm a little bit off, it always corrects me. You know, it gets me back on track because you can't be talking about a really 
awesome Bible story and then be grumbling or have a bad attitude in your heart. You know, you just automatically pulls you out of that weird funk that it's you might be in. Convicting. Yeah, it might be <laughs> convicting or whatever. We also light a candle to remind us that God's word can light our path. It's really helpful for children, well, and adults, quite frankly, to do something visual to help you remember the significance of what you're doing. Um, so another thing I've been doing besides waiting to do the dishes and random things till after drop off, I've been waiting to kind of eat the other half of my breakfast until the end of drop off. So that when I'm reading this Bible story and we're talking about it, I'm not having mouthfuls of food and trying to rush and eat and cram down my own breakfast. So it also helps me to stay more relaxed and present in the moment and actually make the most of the opportunity to talk about something with them that's cool and significant. So that's another fun little thing I've been discovering. Like, oh, why am I trying to do all of this <laughs> at once? Like break up Take my- one of the balls that you're juggling. Yeah, yeah, break up what I'm doing and it'll be awesome. Another idea is finish getting ready, like brush hair or whatever, like whatever they are age appropriately able to do. Like if they can put on their socks, shoes, coats, whatever, like let them do that. And that's one of their morning jobs. That's what they are responsible to do. Okay, moving forward. Another idea about the mornings with children is to stay calm. So lately I've been making sure that the girls are sitting down at the breakfast table by a general certain time every day. Now, why, you ask? Because kids, at least my kids can be notoriously slow breakfast eaters. So why let the end of the morning always be a crazy panic? I've decided I just, I can't let myself or them be too stressed and overwhelmed all because we just didn't get to the table mm -hmm. at a good time, you know, give ourselves a reasonable amount of time. It always takes longer than I think. Yeah. Especially to, um, part of staying calm is giving your kids warnings. Like my son can't tell the time yet, neither can my daughter. Yeah. But we'll give them five-minute warnings so that they have ideas about, okay, um, I've got five minutes. It might not be exactly five minutes. Totally, but, yeah. But they know that something's coming up. I'm not just like, okay, get in the car now. And they like <laughs> – No warning. Like, like, oh, no. <laughs> the car's going to leave without me. What do you mean, um, Mom? Yeah. And then my tone of voice when I'm asking them to do things will – it can either encourage calm or it can encourage panic. <laughs> exactly. That's so good. Yeah, it's also been effective for us. I don't know about your family, Christina, but I have my kids put on their shoes a little bit earlier than I think is necessary. Again, because to combat those inevitable last minute kind of slowpoke vibes or whatever mm -hmm. that seem to overtake my kids as soon as it's time to leave. Like we could be on time, on time, and then it's time to get shoes on and we're everything running. Falls everything falls apart. Yeah, I really like that tip. Um, here's something of note. Yelling or being frazzled or letting unnecessary stress come over you is no way to start every morning. <laughs> I mean, not to say we all don't have challenges in overcoming that morning stress, but we can be much more proactive. And again, I hate to say it because I'm saying it for myself too, but it all starts with us. Us getting up early, being ready on time, you know, and that way we're proactive rather than reactive. There's this terrible phenomenon that happens to me when I'm letting the stress of whatever, overwhelm me. Everything, small or large, turns into this big emotional catastrophe, right? Like like normally it's not a big deal, but when you're slowly amping up and up in frustration, you can literally cry or go to tears over spilled cereal milk. It's just like the straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. <laughs> I mean, not to say that I've done that, right? I mean, no, never. this is not a personal <laughs> example. <laughs> oh, Let's fight the urge to hit snooze to make sure we start our mornings as fresh and as positive and calm as we can be for us and for our families. And trust me, your husband will thank you too. Well, just taking the time to step outside of yourselves and then breathe and you breathe and then you you move forward. Yeah. That will help 
help your frame of mind because the frame of mind is what's going to cause you to interpret things in a calm manner or in a panicky manner. Yeah, and overreact or something. Yeah, exactly. So another idea for the mornings for your kids is to let them experience natural consequences. So what we do is kind of do a double check that we've prepared because they're at the age where they're not like teenagers. So I don't expect full on, you know, accountability and responsibility in certain areas. So I just kind of double check that they've packed their lunch or necessary homework, but I do resist the temptation to overdo it. Like in this step, I just try to encourage them to be responsible for the contents of their backpack. Like recently, my five-year-old left this folder at home and instead of rushing back to the school to give it to her and making all these excuses for her, I just gently reminded her when she got home that day that it was left here and I hoped she didn't get in trouble at school for leaving it. And sure enough, Next day, she made a, she made sure to put it in her backpack the next morning. Now, if the morning's a little rushed because you're in a flurry for whatever reason, I feel like it's actually appropriate that you help them remember those things because you're the one that was kind of causing the chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I definitely have done that before where it's like, ooh, I knew I was a little bit off that morning. I'm going to just take that step because they are so little mm-hmm. to just double check that they're prepared because I might have thrown them off in my, my flurry or whatever. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Well, you don't want to do everything for them. But you also want to help guide them. And so if it's circumstances that are out of their control, you're going to help them learn how to deal with them. Exactly. Because they are so young. It, I feel like it's okay to, to take that step. Okay. So to sum all of this up, here are some tips and a takeaway from everything we've been just discussing. So with our kids' morning routines, get yourself ready first. It's just always a good idea. When you're ready, you can more effectively help them get ready. Inevitably, little morning catastrophes can pop up, like almost forgetting their show and tell or whatever. So get yourself ready first. The next thing is to play music. Pick something upbeat or calm for your family. Whatever you know will help get them going and set them, you know, on the right path for the day. Remember, music helps set a really nice tone and atmosphere in your home. And then the next one was age-appropriate jobs. So you could post a chart or on a chalkboard or whatever, some sort of visual cue if you want to, and celebrate with praise as your kids accomplish these goals and these little jobs. Um, We call them morning jobs at our house. (laughs) So a high five, a hug, a compliment, that also goes a long way too in encouraging them to keep up with remembering all that and doing their part in the family. So the other tips were to stay calm and again, just get down at their level, make eye contact, truly listen to what they're saying, especially if they're frustrated about something. And lastly, let them experience natural consequences. So if they forget their homework, try to resist the temptation to bail them out. Children do learn best by experiencing the good or bad outcomes from their choices. And don't we all? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. totally true for adults too. So let me know if any of these tips were helpful for you or if you have a morning hack to share when it comes to getting everyone out the door in a reasonably calm fashion. So moving on to my favorite things And I'll go first and then Christina, you're up. So what I'm loving right now is leaves that are handpicked for me by my five-year-old daughter. She comes and she's so proud and she's like, I picked this leaf for you. (laughs) Sometimes it's a beautiful leaf and sometimes it's a run-of-the-mill leaf, but it's like she picked it out. So of course it becomes special to me. My son's plaid and tan puffy vest with the sheepskin collar. I mean, it's just adorable on him. It's so precious. Another one I'm loving right now is my husband playing and singing silly songs with my kids when he gets home from work. And then my six-year-old running in a pretty dress and barefoot on the sidewalk in our neighborhood shouting, Mama, I'm practicing for the jogathon." <laughs> <laughs> so those are some of my favorite things. How about you? So I found myself a couple of times this past week um, 
standing at the kitchen sink and you look out the window and, and I have been doing a lot of blowing the leaves, but I was just looking at the window and kind of a little bit of a gray day or a gray foggy morning and just watching the leaves kind of fall. And, mm. and I, it's always hard to remember to take time to be calm. And this, this verse just keeps echoing through my mind to just be still and know that I am God. And those moments where you stop and you just breathe and like I kind of and it, it happens it almost is like when you zone out and you don't realize and then you're like snap back oh maybe I shouldn't have been doing that but then I realized that those moments just seeing the world around me are huge and mm-hmm. I um, and I it's easy to forget to do that and so I've caught myself watching the leaves fall or watching the deer walk through the yard um, yeah, and being those, in the moment yeah, just mm-hmm. just to savor those moments um and it's it's hard to remember to do that as a mom yeah. so yeah Okay, so it's time for bungalbees and other bits. So, Christina, you're up with a bungalbee moment from this week. So, the other day we were um, visiting some family, and um, my parents live up in the Seattle area. And so, we were driving back home. And side note, my kids both love to watch Phineas and Ferb. Okay. Um, so, it's a really cute little cartoon. Um, I actually love that yeah, cartoon. <laughs> I, I enjoy it too. It's, it's one that I can put up with. Um, <laughs> So we were, anyways, we were driving past Seattle and my son looks out the window. He's like, oh, mom. And he points to the space and he's like, mom, I bet, I bet someone evil lives there. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Somebody evil? I'm like, well, no, it's actually a restaurant. And then I realized that Doofenshmirtz, Doofenshmirtz. from Phineas and Ferb lives in this really wonky looking high rise in the middle of the city. <laughs> And that he is was awesome. It, it was a- Doofenshmirtz's house. His lair. <laughs> but the, the Space Needle really does kind of look, it's an odd, it's very distinct. It is very building. distinct. Yeah. But he was really disappointed when I told him that it was a restaurant at the top, not some <laughs> evil lair. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that show. I'm just reminded of all the funny lines from that show, but which I will not say right now. Okay, well, let me just share one last important announcement for today, um, and that is the winners of the first giveaway. First of all, I just want to say a huge thank you for sharing and liking and following Sunday Afternoon Mama on social media. It is so exciting to see you guys spread the word. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. (laughs) I would love to reach as many people as I can to just encourage and cheer us all on in this journey of motherhood. So without further ado, drum roll please, the three winners of the at-home spa and bath package are Sarah Tancredi, Kathleen Ross Firestone, and Sharon England. I'll say those names one more time. Sarah Tancredi, Kathleen Ross Firestone, and Sharon England. Yay! Congratulations. So I will contact you through Facebook to get your address so I can mail you this gift package. So please be watching for a message from me. Last thing, very last thing, is to check out the show notes for links to the articles I referenced today, as well as my son's puffy vest, a yummy smelling candle, and kid's Bible that you could use, and maybe you already have this one, but that you could use for calm and peaceful mornings in your home. Next week will be all about winter cozies. We can't wait to talk about the value of quality time with friends and family, which is actually a huge component in enjoying the coziness during the winter months. Explore options with what to do, where to put your TV, what elements to incorporate into your home, and just consider all the different ways to make our homes more cozy and warm. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at hannah at sundayafternoonmama.com. Send a little Facebook message or leave a voicemail. Just call 1-401-371-MAMA. That's 1-401-371-6262. And as always, let's notice the funny moments with our kids this week. Use the hashtag 
bunglebee moment if you would like to show us on Instagram. Be sure to tune in next week and please tell a friend or family member if you like this podcast so they can check it out too. Good old fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. Also, if you love the show, click subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. Come visit my website, sundayafternoonmama.com and check out our Instagram account for this podcast. It's at sundayafternoonmama, all lowercase. And there'll be some fun Instagram stories for bonus content. I'll be back with you again next week. In the meantime, I am seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.